Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 29th of November, 2021. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance, markets, startups, you name it. And today, oh, how do we say it again, Scotty? Omnicron. 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 Doesn't roll off the tongue, does it? Let's hope it doesn't have to remain there for that long. I've got Omnicron fatigue. It, arri- <laughs> Already. It, 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 it arrived faster than it began. <laughs> it is so true. But listen, uh, let's just stick with equities to start because at a market index level, yes, it's a down day, down by about half of 1%, remaining and finishing above that key technical level that we were watching when the day started, 7,230, let's call it 7,240 to end the day. And if we're looking to give thanks to any one particular sector for helping to mitigate some of the earlier losses. I mean, when we were on just after 10, we were down about 1.4% at one stage. The worst, I should say, that it was all day. But we had the material space, rising mineral resources, Fortescue, uh, BHP, all looking very good. Yeah, there's a bit of a rally in Chinese uh, no futures markets. That definitely went and helped to go and, and, and buttress uh, that sector. Uh, still a lot of question marks about what it actually means when it comes to property development in particular. We know it's the biggest user of steel in China. Iron ore, of course, is the biggest import. But uh, yeah, in an area of uh, no market that was pretty uh, bleak, it was one of the uh, few shining lights today. Yeah, we also saw some, you know, pretty, well, relatively strong moves coming through in the infotech space. Um, so as a sector, it too pushed higher. We saw Technology One, for example, Megaport. A lot of these companies that have updated the market over the past week or so, Altium Zero, Afterpay, all in positive territory. So as a sector, it was up by about six tenths of one percent. But again, not enough to offset the gain or the losses, I should say, that we saw in financials, in energy. You know, the worst performer today on the two hundred, Unibel Redemco, which I think just speaks volumes about expectations. In Europe, in particular, it's down by six percent. Yeah, Omicron is like is out there, but let's not forget about what we we're talking about this time last week. I know that was the Delta lockdowns and everything that was going on there, and that ain't going away. Uh, in fact, it's getting worse. But uh, that seems to have taken a backseat for the time being. So it's not all out of the woods. But uh, yeah, looking at some of the risk assets across the uh, the broader Asian region and, uh, and U.S. equity futures, my goodness, uh, we know that buy the dip has been a really strong thematic over the past decade. This is a big test of that right here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, we saw futures looking pretty solid throughout this uh, session here in Asia. And we've still got E-minis at this time, the time of recording, I should say, pointing higher. So, yeah, I mean, tonight we've got we've got a lot riding on this session coming up. Yeah, there's lots of central bank speak as well. And uh, were they going to try and appease markets and you know, maybe make the uh, an assertion that they might be willing to go and put the punch bowl back down or, or replenish it even more? Oh, well, let's hope not. Well, 
yeah, actions speak louder than words, and that's what we've come to expect. And I'm not surprised that we're seeing a lot of this side is the dip buying that we're seeing across the various markets today. But it is really interesting. You know, the news from Japan, Japan's going to lock out foreigners for an entire month uh, on a virus that we don't even really know too much about. And I understand the threat. But the longer term impacts of that, that impacts investment invest planning because you now you think down the field oh no what am i going to do when it comes to japan am i going to go and open a factory am i going to go and why uh, would you why would you because there's change you cannot continue to go and react like this to every single development out there at the moment uh, yeah you, you might say it's short term but i can promise you the longer term effects will be there way past the, the, the time this actually takes place israel as well shutting its borders let's just hope that that doesn't become something that happens around the world I mean, yeah, uh, this is, this is in my view, this is part of living with COVID. Um, thank goodness we've got a very high vaccination rate. Thank goodness the vaccines thus far, knock on wood, seem to be uh, working. And we've got some pretty hopeful talk coming from the likes of Moderna and Pfizer. We saw those shares up significantly in the U.S. on Friday, as you all well know by now. Um, travel names getting battered once again. Now, talking about buying the dip, I had a good conversation to end the day uh, with uh, Monique Kotecha. So he is from InSync Funds Management, and he said, look, I would not be buying the travel names because in his view, structurally, travel has changed through this pandemic. He doesn't believe that people are going to be flying around the world for business travel to the same extent that they were. I tend to agree. Yeah, there's a lot of money that can be saved. I mean, even if you just look at it, it's not philosophical or ideological. There's just a lot of money that can be saved by people not flying around to business meetings everywhere. It's just the brutal reality. Like, oh, I have enough trouble flying interstate, let yeah. alone overseas. Um, and some of the valuations being you know, given to these companies, particularly the, the corporate travel. Uh, I remember sitting at a, you know, a Virgin Lounge here in Sydney one one day before the last lockdown, and I said, uh, and I made the assertion that you no, know, people think that corporate travel is going to come back to anywhere near the levels pre-pandemic, and absolutely dreaming. And I'm not changing my view for a second. Uh, corporate travel is not going to come back. Let's be honest. Yeah. So, anyways, what I was saying is that um, sorry, Monique, no, no, that's fine. Monique and I had a good chat about so what megatrends does he thinks have been um, not just persistent through the pandemic and one case accentuated by the pandemic and you can listen to the interview via the show notes of this podcast he names three stocks three mega trends and he is very happy to back companies which he says are insanely profitable in uh in those areas so that's one of the interviews that you can access um via the show notes i love structural themes me too i love mega trends mm -hmm. i'm very interesting and it was interesting because we were chatting before the interview any surprises oh uh, well, there's a company, yeah, that, that talking about green hydrogen that has not come on Ooh. my neighborhood. This is a global company, mm -hmm. not oil and gas, so not one of these companies that say that they're transitioning <laughs> to hydrogen, Scuddy. By 2050, uh, 2060. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I think it's, it's worth having a little listen of that one. Yeah. Um, there's another one with uh, another Katecha, Matul Katecha, right, yeah. from TD Securities, talking about, um, well, he's still, despite this uh, variant of COVID, Omicron, um, he's pretty positive still in 2022. Yeah, and look, we don't know what to expect from this new variant. That's one of the things. So, uh, But yeah, across the Asian region, we know that so much will come to do with happens in China. But uh, no, when you think about no, the stimulus that's already been put in place, if we can manage to go and get the health side of the equation uh, under wraps, there's no reason not to be bullish about next year. It should be a pretty good time, hopefully with no more disruptions. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Uh, what floated your boat today, Scuddy? Uh, well, what didn't float my boat today? Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just the extreme pessimism by some elements of the Australian media when it comes to uh, to COVID and every single development. Uh, I'm not going to go and, and give it away. You can go and read it in the newsletter. I encourage you to do so. Uh, you can feel free to criticise me as well, particularly if you're a journalist out there. But um, yeah, some of the stuff that's been pushed at the moment is just blatant fear-mongering. And to be honest, I'm over it. I'm tired of it. Uh, the fear-mongering has real-world consequences that impact millions of Australians' lives. If it's not warranted fear-mongering, if it's not factual, stop going and trying to go and pretend that it is. And that's the thing that is really irking me. And uh, this latest episode, I'm not going to go name names, I'm not going to name the media or organisations, but, geez, if it leads, it bleeds. No, it's something that I'm sick and tired. I think Australians, after two years of dealing with this stuff, are sick of it as well. If you see, like, scary headlines, just do what I'm doing now. I'm not reading them. Yeah, well, you know, there will be, though, if we... Again, put the focus on market matters. I mean, we started the day together. This feels like a long time ago now, Scotty. Now, we're talking to Chris Weston, and, and many people do believe that we'll have these really intense bouts of volatility. It's going to be a very headline-driven market this week because, as you mentioned, we do get a lot of Fed speakers. We also, don't forget, get data from China. We also get non-farm payrolls on Friday and OPEC+. Plus. So it will likely be a bit volatile out there. I spoke with Mark Whitaker from Investors Mutual. He gave us four companies that he thinks will be really, um, really resilient through any sort of bouts of volatility. And again, he's got a long-term focus that's mm -hmm. available via the show notes. And um, we didn't do a stock of the day today. So Kashi decided to do the Omicron market move, let's call it that. He <laughs> spoke with Gaurav Sodi from Intelligent Investor and Nathan Samasandram from Deep Data Analytics, the dynamic duo, to find out what they think of you know some of the sell-off, some of what potentially could happen through this this bout of uh, COVID again inspired volatility. I wonder if they've got fatigue like I do, but hey, I'm easy to go hear what they have to say. Oh, look, I mean, we were looking for market to have some rationalization come into it um, yep. it's overly exuberant um, it was assuming that yields remain low forever uh, but growth would be above trend so you yep. can't have both because yep. you either have stimulus because weak growth or you don't have stimulus because you've got normalizing growth so we're in a normalizing cycle inflation is historically high yep. so we knew the the market wasn't set up for any left field event i don't think the the risk in the market is just because of this. I think there were other factors. This was the catalyst that's just pushing the market. So what do you do? I think, look, you should have been managing risk and staying in a relatively good quality diversified play to go into this. Right. For me, I had a bit of a giggle about this because it just demonstrates so clearly that markets do not learn, they do not change. We just went through this, um, you know, in 2020. We had this remarkable panic and here we are. We've got vaccines, um, we've got um, a platform for um, amending vaccines, and, and still markets go into a panic when the same thing happens. And we, you should continue to exercise a bit of caution. This is not the time to go into um, SaaS stocks and, and, yeah. and hot software and EV and lithium stocks just because the price is down 10 or 20%. So that, uh, yeah, if you want to hear their full thoughts on that one and then get their stock picks. And I've got a, I've got a bit of a tidbit for you. If you want to hear what Gaurav Sodhi really thinks about Kogan, you've got to listen to the episode. The company or the man? The company. I'm going to keep it. Yep, it's the company. Absolutely. The man himself might creep in there a little bit. But anyways, yep. 
it's uh, pretty punchy. Kashi enjoyed oh, the conversation. Love punchy conversations. So, Scotty, uh, tonight we're keeping our eye out for FedSpeak. Um, we've also got a Fed regional index that we'll be able to take a look at to get a gauge of of labor costs, of input costs, all the usual themes that haven't been taken away by Omnicron. Omnicron, you got it right. Again. I know. Yeah, that's three from three. Uh, yeah, it's going to be about the Fed. I'm intrigued to see whether there's any pushback against some of that hawkish rhetoric that we were hearing last week about a faster tape and potentially uh, faster rate increases. I still reckon it's on. Uh, if, if this new variant uh, is not going to be uh, as much of a worry when it comes to the health side of the equation, uh, I suspect it will be back to the races when it comes to risk appetite. And we'll be talking about taking that punch ball away, not adding to it. All right. So we've got uh, pending home sales tonight. We've got FOMC Chair Powell, New York Fed President Williams. We've got New York Fed First Vice President Hassan and the FOMC's Bowman speaking at a Bank of Canada and RBNZ conference. Oh, and Tiff Macklem, Bank of Canada yeah, governors. Yeah. Yeah, Tiff. Your favorite name. Yeah, absolutely. Favorite central bank governor. Anyhow, I'm going to learn how to say Omicron. Omicron properly. It's just, it's a mental block. It's like I'm just not accepting of this situation that it's we find ourselves Because there, there are so many variants, just slight variants of that word. There's like one of the one of the variants is a media organization, the States, which I'm sure they're loving right now. <laughs> one of them is, is a diabetic product. So as a, as a type one diabetic, all I want to go and say is the name of this other product. I'm not going to say it though. I'm not giving you a free plug. There's a crypto that's uh, got the name oh, uh, yeah, that, on that it was apparently up like 500%. Like yeah. Well, no, if, if it's not going to be the lethal <laughs> variant that everyone's in, I can concerned about at least in the media ranks go and uh, sell that cryptocurrency pretty quickly hey listen we've got a great uh, lineup of guests once again tomorrow i mean it never really stops here we will be speaking with uh, george baboris from k2 asset management ed moya from Owanda to get the real fresh news from new york john lockton from wilson's advisory will be joining us and uh, the list is long it is extensive luke larative from seneca will give us some small cap picks uh, so, yeah, look forward to tomorrow. Yeah, it's interesting. One thing just to go and finish off with, mm-hmm. I'm not sure during your conversations uh, over the, the course of the day, but I didn't see anyone panicking. No one was making uh, any rash decisions when it comes to the investment portfolio from this. No. So everyone just seems to be like, no, just stay in the course and just waiting for that you know, information to come through before making any potential changes to the portfolio. Yeah, no, it, it, it's not panic stations. And uh, most people are saying just hang on. A, there's just too many unknowns. And B... Keep your eye on the prize. As Koshi said in one of our prior promotions, uh, we've seen it all before. <laughs> What'd you say about Bitcoin mooning? Pop, popping. <laughs> popping. There you go. All right. Uh, look, I hope everybody enjoys their Monday night. I'll see you tomorrow, Scotty. Sounds good. See you then. Cool. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.